Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 12 now of the WP Builds podcast. I can't quite believe we've got here. That must be three months or thereabouts. My name's Nathan Wrigley um, from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development company based in the northeast of England. And I'm joined by David Wormsley. Hi, David. Hello. Hey, we always get to this point. I must rehearse it because I never know what to say about me or where to send people. Uh, Always. I I, th- I think the place to send people is probably my YouTube video. So go to my YouTube channel. How, you, how do we find that? Do we just Google yeah, just YouTube, David Wormsley? YouTube.com. Yep. That's the one. Hey, I'm going on a tangent here. Go do on. we have any statistics? This just reminded me, I looked at this today. Do we have any statistics on the people who listen to us? Statistics in terms of numbers? Yeah, do we have any gender statistics? No, I don't know that we do. What we get is we get um, information. SoundCloud is who, obviously, you know, is who hosts our uh, podcast. The, the data is kept there. And we get numbers, but it doesn't break down who they are because you'd obviously have to have a, um, a SoundCloud account. So we, we can track um, those who've got a SoundCloud account. But apart from that, no, we just get raw numbers of numbers of listens. Um. Oh, okay, so I'm going off on this. I'll tell no. you why. It's because I dropped. <laughs> I looked at how many women percentage-wise I had, and I just noticed it dropped another percent again. Oh. So I'd be really interested if we got women. It was gone down to 14% now. Oh, I see. So, YouTube obviously can do that because Google knows a lot about you, whereas I'm guessing SoundCloud knows very little about anybody. Um, uh, yeah, that's interesting, yeah. though. The last time I looked, I think we had 4,500 billion uh, plays of the last episode um give or take <laughs> give or take the odd four and a half thousand billion i think was the uh the the possibility of error <laughs> on that <laughs> um yeah i think we're into we are into triple figures which is quite nice but um yeah, yeah it's we, we certainly get a regular listenership and i appreciate every single one of you i'm giving you a virtual hug <laughs> Like to know about the women, and if you do go over to see me at YouTube, be aware there that I'm not afraid to talk about my feelings. I love fluffy cats, the smell of babies' heads, <laughs> <laughs> and truthfully, I love long walks on the beach. That oh. should pull the women in, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you've done it. You have sold it to me, and I'm not a woman. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Fourteen percent, boy, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and there are quite a few women in that Beaver Builder group that where you and I tend to sort of hang out the most. There's quite a lot of um, female yeah. contributions, so I'm surprised it's as low as that. There you go. Um, shall we go to the news? It's big. Yeah, so very, as always, we're trying to keep this news section very short. So the first one is, um, this is just something I'm going to be attending. I, I can't actually remember the, the dates off the top of my head. Let's see if it's on the website. Yes, there you go. Between the 17th and the 19th of March this year, 2017, uh, is WordCamp London. And I'm going to be going just as a um, just as an attendee. Um, so hopefully I'll see some of you there. But a little plug to that. If you haven't yet bought your tickets, I think there's still quite a lot available. I could be wrong about that. Last time I looked was about a week ago. But um, yeah, if you, if you are thinking of going, please let me know in the comments and we should arrange to hook up. That would be lovely. They've announced some of the speakers. Well, all the speakers, but they're now starting to put on the website uh, a bit of information about each of them so that you can you know find out 
who they are. Another item uh, that we discovered this week is there's a, a new, well, I don't know quite how we're going to play this one, but th there's something that's come out called Vector, V-E-C-T-R, which is kind of like a very, very slimmed down version of Photoshop. That's a complete exaggeration, but it enables you to edit images, um, add text, add shapes and whatnot, all, all in the WordPress backend. Now, the advertising made it sound like it was a plugin that you dropped into WordPress and boom, hey presto, WordPress did loads of other stuff. But really, upon further inspection, it feels to me as if what they're actually doing is um, kind of like linking out to their own piece of software, which gets embedded in your um, WordPress page. And then I don't know how, but it gets it into the media library. Um, what's your thoughts on that, David? I, th I think my, yeah. my my prediction would be that it'll be moderately successful, but not so much. Yeah, I don't know. It looked really fantastic that the idea that you could put text over your images and then just save that out as a, an image or make all those different charts and stuff. And I thought this would be fantastic for uh, some of our clients. But then just realizing it's embedded, I just I'd like to see, you know, what the sort of page load is for for all of that good stuff. Yeah, so, I don't know yet. Yeah, presumably it'll it'll work very nicely and it'll have an absolute niche. But um, I think probably I'll stay with my. Um, I use Pixelmator on the Mac, which is a kind of like a very cheap alternative to Photoshop. And I'll, I'll probably still do everything in there because the, the suite of tools that are available to me is so much more extensive. Um, OK, the next one is um, now this isn't really news, but it's an interesting article. It's in it's on the code in WP.com website and it's an article entitled 12 things we need to see from WordPress page builders in 2017 and who gets it right. And essentially, it's a bunch of things which they believe ought to be happening in the page builder space, which is something that David and I follow quite closely. And they put the the following six page builders up against each other, Beaver Builder, Site Origin, Elementor, uh, Motopress, Visual Composer, and Thrive Editor. Now, um, as you'd expect, um, Beaver Builder gets a very dominant position and as in as much as it's possible to compare these things, it comes out very, very favorably with full marks alongside Elementor, actually. The other ones drop a mark here or there, but it's just interesting if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, go and have a look. We'll put the we'll put the uh, link underneath the podcast. Um, okay, that's good. We've done that one. The next one, just this isn't really news as such. It's just an article that I found which was quite interesting because a few weeks ago we talked about how to uh, have website care plans and what what I would put in them and what David would put in them. And, and there's an article on Manage WP. Again, we'll put the link in. Um, it's called How to Communicate the Value of WordPress Website Maintenance Plans to Your Clients. And it just very succinctly goes over some things that you might say at the point, perhaps either where you're proposing uh, the website or you've built the website and you want to get some uh, recurring revenue from, from customers. So go and have a look at that one. It's, like I say, it's not really news. It's nothing about that's going to get old. Um, the next one um, is the WordFence uh blog i suppose is what it is yeah it would be the blog wouldn't it yeah. and they've got the 2017 
January WordPress activity report. My, my guess is, because I, I haven't really followed this one closely, that they produce this each month, or this, maybe this is the first time they've done it, I don't know. But it breaks down all sorts of interesting things that have happened in the in the uh, the hacking space on WordPress sites over the last month. Um, they're getting more complicated. They're certainly getting more um, more common. But there's a little chart at the top which is really fascinating. Um, and Ukraine really, really, really at the moment stands out as the, the country from which the most um, attacks are coming from. I don't know if they actually originate there or if somebody's hijacked machines within the Ukraine or what have you. And then it also goes on to talk about things like which which plugins are getting hacked the most um, and to be honest with you I've I've not even heard of a lot of these plugins which I suppose is to be expected because um, presumably plugins that are you know well maintained and popular and have got some sort of profit profitability in them kind of protect themselves against this by updating their code perhaps it's I, I could be speaking out of turn there but yeah go, go and have a look because it's quite interesting uh, and then themes as well same thing about themes, lots of themes attacked. There's there's one here, it's called mthemes-unus, U-N-U-S. I, I, that's the theme slug. I'm not sure um, what theme it is, but it's been attacked over three million times, three and a half million times. Oh. Um, and then you go to Church Ope or Church Hope, and then In Focus, Awake, Elegance, L-O-T-E 27, Lottie, Lote 27. It, fascinating. But again, a lot of them I've never heard of, which I suppose is is a, is a good thing, possibly. Yes. Anyway, yeah. go and have a look at that website if you're interested in that kind of thing. And then lastly, um, David and I had a conversation about this, and I think it's fair to say that um, there's a lot of templates out for Beaver Builder now, but the ultimate add-ons for Beaver Builder have just launched a... Uh, an endeavor to uh, create a new template every day. I don't know if that's just for the month of February or if it's going to be forever and ever. Amen. Not sure, but go and have a look at the website. There's some nice stuff in there. They do they do a good job, I think. Do, do you have you looked yeah, at these yeah. templates closely? Yeah, they do. They, they really design uh, nice templates there. Uh, the, the difficulty when you use those, you have to kind of replace those images because they're stock images. So you have to be quite skilled at that. But they they really do quite a good job. So that is celebrating their eighth year, isn't it, in business? Uh, I think. Okay, I get it. Mm. Okay, it's interesting actually. You say that because the the stock imagery can be the difference, can't it? You know, you you look at the the template and you think, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be so easy to use. And then as soon as you whip out the stock imagery, it's very very difficult to wrangle that template into something which you can personally use. I think mm -hmm. my my um, my preferred method is just to sort of look at what they've done and if you like the idea of it, kind of build it from scratch, if you know what I mean, borrowing heavily from their ideas, if that's your thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's our news, isn't it? I think we're done, unless you've got anything to yeah. add. No, that's it. Should okay. we move on to the main topic? Yeah, do you want to I've... introduce it then? Yeah, well, we're calling this one top five tools we cannot live without mm. and nathan really this was your suggestion which is quite a surprise because it's kind of clickbaity isn't it yeah <laughs> it wasn't um intended to be uh kind of like oh look you know you know i mean there's no uh there's no affiliate linking or anything from this one <laughs> at least there is no intention if we if we inadvertently put an affiliate link in please tell us because that isn't the plan <laughs> yeah the idea of this was really that there's obviously some things that i just use all the time and i thought it might be quite interesting for people to um, to sort of comment on whether or not I've got it completely wrong or you would have a completely different list. And in interestingly, we came up with our top five lists 
independently and yours is so different to mine as always yours is a bit more thoughtful <laughs> no i don't think that we've we've taken two halves of this sentence really we've looked at the other side so you've gone for the top five tools part of the sentence and i've gone through the things i cannot live without yes. part of it so yeah. yeah so it's interesting well should we go Shall... through our list autonomously you do yours and then i do mine okay so i've gone with the idea that these are things I can't live without. So I needed my business. So the number one thing was not a product as such. It was just any laptop. So the one I've got is a Dell laptop, which I actually bought over here in India. And uh, yeah, without my laptop, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuffed. I, I quite like it out here in India. I'm going off on a slight tangent though, because the Indian service for laptops. So if you buy one, it's pretty much the same as buying anywhere else. But the service, if you go for a, long-term insurance is fantastic they come around to your house and sort it out for you in minutes it's wonderful whereas in the uk um, you buy it from <laughs> a store um, and then they won't deal with you ever again because they know nothing I know. <laughs> I know i have a good old go sometimes at indian service but uh, you know it's, it's it's fabulous when it comes to this kind of stuff oh, no great. doubt uh, anyway number two then see this is where i was thinking so i need my laptop obviously to be able to do my work but then i need to be able to make websites so it's the beaver builder pro or above package that i would need which has got the theme and the plugin and also i've sneaked this one in because we've got a bit of a, a sneak idea about what's coming up with the theme builder so that needs to be in there as well so it's the full Beaver Builder package is my number two, because really, I think with that, I could build pretty much all of the websites that I'm presently doing. If I pick my sort of clients, they're not, you know, if I narrow it down. So there we are. That's my essential. So you're saying if you simply had a laptop plus the, mm. the Beaver Builder licenses and obviously, you know, free open source software like WordPress and whatnot, you're, you, you could make a living. That's really cool <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's my theory i think with the new theme builder as well it takes us into different areas because we can add in some plugins so that's why i'd be going there then the next thing i thought well this is a key part in fact the probably the main part of a business and we talked about it is is building this recurring revenue through care plans so my next one was my tool my tool was main wp right um because that's a, a full suite that allows me to be able to manage a care plan. Now, I probably should say I'm not just promoting main WP here. I think it's fantastic. But I have to say that I don't have enough experience of, say, infinite WP or managed WP. So they probably just as good, if not even better. But Yeah, I use yeah. Um, iThemes Sync Pro, which I think in yeah. essence does a very similar job um, in terms of um, you know, keep keeping the plugins up to date and client reporting and uptime monitoring. It doesn't do yeah. uh, the backups and all of that kind of stuff. So um, I have to have something extra uh, for that. But yeah, I, I would totally yeah. endorse that. And I have to say, you've, you, I think you're very persuasive with this main WP idea. <laughs> I am I am almost at the point of buying it. I really like the, the fact that if you pay, it, you know, it's not a tiny amount of money. I think it's $399. Mm. You get everything for life. Do you know how long they've been around? Um, I think I was fairly uh, new to... Uh, sorry, when they came out, I, I was one of their early adopters, I think. I got an, a, a better price than that in the beginning. So I think about 18 months. It could be two years or more. And have but, you detected in that time 
that it's stable, they are serious, this isn't a fly-by-night operation that's going to go away quickly. I, I think so. I remember reading some of the comments and they took the advice. They were coming out with new add-ons for it all the time at the very beginning, you know, at such speed. And I think it was their own customers who said, you know, just slow down, make sure the quality's there. And I think they took that on board. Mm. And I certainly, in terms of their support, are really excellent. I've called them a couple of times once with something that was not related to their uh, plugin at all, and they helped me with that. So they were really quick on the ball. And the way they treated me really, you know, means a lot to me. They didn't sort of talk to me like I was an idiot, which is often the case with support. So, yeah, yeah so so far, so good. It's not perfect, I wouldn't say. There's a few little things that I think are maybe tiny bit buggy, um, but... When you, know, when you said you called them, did you you phone them? You actually spoke? sorry, no. Ah. <laughs> did I say call? I meant I meant actually email. Yeah, so that would um, be phenomenal. I I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've got any uh, plugin in from which I can phone up and get support on the phone. That that would be boy, that would be a a thing sometimes, wouldn't it? To be able to do that, oh. that would be great. Oh, do you know I hate it? You know, and actually with GoDaddy was with, <laughs> I actually had an account with GoDaddy. For quite a long long time and it really what forced me it did go down the service on my server but actually it was very good a lot of people want to bash GoDaddy, but actually the service i got on the server i had was good but they actually ruined it for me really with their um switching to phone only which was a, a surprise so their yeah. support became you couldn't there was no forum or no. there was no email exchange. oh okay yeah i was thinking of phone as a sort of like an added extra yeah, because sometimes yeah. you run into problems at silly o'clock, don't you? And you just want to jot it down in an email and send it off and hope that by the morning you've got an answer. Yeah, I was just thinking it would be great if there was an added bonus of having a having phone support. Yeah. But oh, interesting. Well, that's certainly yeah. certainly worth worthy of your number three spot anyway, main WP. Yeah, so that's got my uh, two parts of my business going. And then the next bit was that was really I thought about, well, marketing. I need to do some business marketing. And I haven't really done any of this. Somebody else gets me all of the work. So this is part of that, this podcast. So I would need my mic. So I got Audio Technica mic. It's an ATR2100. And this is a really popular mic uh, in that kind of budget. I think you can now get them for maybe $60. That's which is Yeah, it's not a lot, yeah. is it? Yeah. No. Is it a big thing? A Does re- it sit on a desk or is it something that you can hold in your hand? Or how do you deploy it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It's just like a mic that you would sing into. So it's a, you know, it, um, it looks looks like a mic you would just uh, do your karaoke into. But uh, I've got a little stand <laughs> on it. So <laughs> there's a I podcast do, do. right there, episode thirteen, the karaoke <laughs> episode. <laughs> hey, seriously though, you know what? This is how I get my kicks in between doing my work. I I've got addicted recently to YouTube oh, karaoke. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Vietnam. Uh, quite a while ago and I was so surprised it's like football here everybody takes part in karaoke and it's deadly serious you know Mm. little children grown-ups is it the same in um in India is karaoke a thing no no it isn't (laughs) (laughs) shame but it is in my house (laughs) (laughs) anyway no it's a recent thing but I don't know why I keep telling people these kind of things anyway um yeah so that's my mic sorted out really cheap thing I I can't live without that that's my marketing I would love to be able to carry Camtasia which I use but 
I could use a free service, so my mic's an essential, and I would love to take my Logitech C920 HD Pro uh, web camera, which is which is another favourite with you people know, who did. I yeah. have a I have a Logitech webcam. I wonder if it's the same one. I don't know what the serial number is. Mine, if you look at it, it's very flat on the top, and it's got yeah. what look like two little speakers on either side. You've got the same. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. I felt th- thoroughly endorse it. I got it on one of those Amazon Lightning deals, and I have a MacBook. Um, mm-hmm. And I always thought the camera on that—it's called Eyesight. You know, they give these—it's a camera, but they call it Eyesight. I always thought that camera was really good. I just assumed that because it was on a, a you know a, a reasonably pricey laptop, that the camera would be good. And then I plugged this Logitech thing into it, and it was just so much better. So yeah, I would totally endorse that. Yeah, well, the Beaver Builder guys that I know of use this. So we've got Adam from WP Crafter. He uses the same. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he uses the same mic, but he certainly promotes that one. And he definitely uses the same camera. And we've got Grant Ambrose who uses the same camera. He just bought it not that long ago. Right. So it's a really popular one. Hmm. Uh, so. Number five. Number five. Well, <laughs> to tie in with yours i decided i cheated i looked at yours to be honest and thought i needed how to <laughs> organize myself so google suite just has to be that um because if i have one thing i used to use Basecamp for sort of organizing things with clients i moved to trello and i also love this thing which no one i don't think outside of the uk would know which is magic whiteboard which is this just bits of plastic you can stick up on your walls to make a, a whiteboard Hmm. And I was obsessed with this for organization. But I can live without all of that uh, as long as I have the Google Suite. So there we are. That's my Desert Island tools. That's they're cool. They're the ones I can survive with. Yeah, they're brilliant. So, yeah, to sum up, a laptop, Beaver Builder mm. license of some mm. kind, main WP, mm. a microphone in this case, an audio mm. technical one, and a mm-hmm. G Suite. Okay. Yeah, you really thought about yours from a sort of business business logics point of view, whereas I just, when I was writing my list, I thought, what do I get my hands on the most? You know, what, what am I actually switching on? What am I actually engaging with most? And so this is my list. Um, number one, I couldn't live without a laptop. Um, I've written down MacBook Pro because that just happens to be what I've got. I've got a fairly old one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's 2011 or something like that. And it's a 17-inch one, which they've discontinued. And that's why I'm holding on to it, because it's a full it's a full 1920 wide display. It's not retina, but it's it's big. Um, whereas now I think the biggest mm. that they do is 15-inch, and they're much more expensive than they used to be. But obviously I switch that on every morning. It's my workhorse. It goes everywhere with me. Um, I've replaced, I think, four hard disks in it now, but it just keeps going. I am now just starting to detect that the latest iteration of OS X, which is now called um, Mac OS. And I can't remember what the, the name of this iteration is, but whatever the latest one is, they've got names of mountains and national parks, I think, now. So it might be mm. something like Yosemite or something. I think we've moved on from there. Um, mm. Is starting to grind a little bit, and I'm starting to see the spinning wheel of death, the little ball mm. on a Mac, which, which indicates we're waiting, we're waiting. Um, that's coming a bit more than it ever used to. So it might be time for me to change, but they're so Mm. costly now. I think a top of the range MacBook is going to cost you, well, I don't know, two and a half thousand dollars. And really feature parity, you could, I'm guessing you could probably possibly half the price of that and get a Windows machine. 
my issue is I'm invested in software that is on the Mac platform and a lot of it is unique. Um, so for example, I use um, Pixelmator, which is a, uh, a cheap, I think I mentioned it a moment ago, cheap version of Photoshop and it's $30 and it does absolutely tons. It's really great. And I don't think you can get that on Windows and I just know it now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm caught a bit there. Should I get a new Mac or should I move over to Windows? And I actually think Microsoft are doing a lot of really good stuff at the moment. And so Windows 10 to me feels like I could easily slip into Windows 10, but I would lose and have to repurchase quite a lot of licenses, which brings me on to this next one. So that's Mm -hmm. my number one. My next one is uh, my IDE, my development environment. I use something called Coda, which I think had its day probably about five years ago. I think five years ago when I bought it or six, seven, eight years, I don't know how long I've had it. It was it was very popular and it was doing all sorts of things that, that the rivals didn't. It's got um, it's got an FTP client built into it, so you save on and it just sort of automatically syncs itself and and whatnot. And it's got you know um, it collapses um, the HTML and it just does everything really nicely and it works very well for PHP. Um, and, I, and I really couldn't live without that. That's switched on pretty much all day so that I can navigate. Uh, you know, WordPress file structures and change functions.php files and all that kind of stuff. So I, I couldn't live without that. Although, to be honest, I think rivals have come up and have surpassed it. A lot of my friends use something called Sublime Text, which they rave about. Mm. But I just, there is nothing wrong with Coda for me. I, so I'm quite happy to stick with it. If somebody could show me a killer feature and I thought, ah, do you know what? I couldn't, genuinely couldn't live without that, then. Um, then perhaps I'd move. I know a lot of people use PHP Storm, but mm. yeah, for me, I'm happy with it because it works. So and also, mm. it's just Mac only, isn't it? So if you yes. did go to your PC, yes. then you would have to. Yeah, you it. know what though? It doesn't. Nothing about it is unique. I don't think. It, you know, it, it doesn't do anything that I haven't seen in other ones. But I'm just familiar with it. I know what all the keystrokes are and all of that kind of stuff. So it's a bit of inertia, really. I, I just kind of use it because I use it because I use it. But that's mm. good enough, really. Why change if, if it works? And it does. Um, so that's my second one is an IDE. The third one, I find myself in Gmail all the time. And I abandoned using any, pretty much any Microsoft products for, you know, like Office years and years ago when Google Docs first came out. They've now renamed the suite of products G Suite. But essentially, if you buy G Suite, you get, you're going to get um, Google Google's Mail, which, you know, Gmail. You're going to get mm. Calendar, um, Spreadsheets, Documents, and uh, much, much more. Um, and a whole load of software which sort of bolts onto those as well. So you can get add-ins for the spreadsheets and there's all sorts of things. I use one called draw.io to make uh, flow diagrams that I send to clients as a sort of sitemap quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And and it's just brilliant. Now, email I kind of live in, but I've, I've de- I decided a long time ago that I was getting a bit confused by email. So I actually bought... Um, a plugin, which I think you can get in Firefox, Chrome, possibly something else. I don't know which other browsers it supports, but it it goes on top of Gmail, and it's called Active Inbox. So this mm-hmm. is my this is like three and a half, if you like. So I've got Gmail, which I love for email, and then on top of that, I put Active Inbox, and it turns it into um, a sort of like a to do list, if you like. Not quite as straightforward as that, but 
I really can't describe it. You can add metadata onto emails. So, for example, um, if a client sends me an email, in, in Gmail usually you've got the option to archive it or bin it or leave it, you know, read it. Whereas what this allows you to do, you can add tags to it. So you could sort of say, okay, this is a prospect um, and you can get it to bounce back to you. So you might say, okay, bury this for until next Monday and then next Monday it'll pop back up again. And you can add comments and notes um, so you can see all of this extra information surrounding this email and it will show you things like every email that you've had interacting with this one person. You just click a button and it shows you a great big list and, and I just find it invaluable. I can kind of organise my email so much better. And the nice thing is if you don't want it to be in your face, you just click parts of the UI which it adds, it adds extra buttons into the Gmail interface and it just sort of goes away and you're back to normal Gmail really. So I would thoroughly recommend that. I got a lifetime license, which was a steal at the time. I think I think it's, I don't know, I'm going to say $19 a month or $10 a month or five, I don't really know. But I find it to be, I would pay that happily because it really makes my life a lot easier. So that's my number three. Mm. Number four, my brain is rubbish. Maybe that should be our catchphrase. <laughs> my, <laughs> my brain is rubbish. Uh, genuinely, I I really suffer memory loss um of things that i'm not that interested in um so i could hear you, you could tell me something david uh, and if it wasn't really of interest to me to my core then i will quite likely forget it um so i need some way of remembering things that that aren't of interest to me the the, the flip side is my brain works very well for things that i am interested in and i can i can remember things in perpetuity uh, that I like and I'm fascinated by, but mm. I, I'm unable to manage all sorts of things. And, and I'm not very good at multitasking. So I use two things. So again, I'm cheating here. I'm putting two things in the same box, but I use Evernote. I don't need to say any more. I think everybody probably has come across Evernote. And I also use Todoist, which is, they're both basically on my phone. I use them on the, the, the desktop a little bit, but basically it's a conduit for somebody says something to me, I tap it in on my phone. And uh, and it saves it for me. It stores it, and it and it'll pop back up as a thing I need to remember whenever I need to remember it. So there's not much to say about those. Um, mm. So Nathan, yeah, tell me, convince me because Evernote. I've tried it out, and I tried to use it, and I just stuffed it full of rubbish and didn't organise myself. I think we're different in this because you were talking about tagging your inbox and. I just know I'd be too lazy doing that. But yeah, sell I... ever sell Evernote to me as somebody who's looked at it and thought oh, okay so so here's here's a use case pertinent to mm. this podcast when i'm so between now and next week i will read lots and lots of wordpress articles i have mm. in chrome um a a button the evernote chrome extension and if oh. i find an article that i like i will click mm. it and then i will tag it wp builds now evernote will then remember it for me and then a few minutes before we start the podcast or, you know, the day before in this case, I will just go in and anything with the WP Builds tag, I will then put in as a news item for us to talk about at the beginning of the episode. And then I just go through and highlight them all and delete them all. And it's gone. Uh -huh. But also um, things like my children coming back from school will get a, a letter, a note, um, and I don't want that piece of paper. So Evernote allows me to photograph it 
it will then turn the text into computer-readable text. So I could then say, okay, Evernote, remind me about this on the day before it's actually supposed to be important. So let's say it's, I don't know, I'm supposed to um, go to a parents' meeting or something like that. I could say, okay, the day before, remind me, and the letter comes up. Or I could then search for the information. So I kind of vague, I forgot to put a calendar date in it. I could say type a search in parents evening and Evernote will have turned that picture into readable text and it will throw that letter back at me. So it just enables you to, it's a bit like an extension of your memory, um, but you do have to curate it. If you if you don't spend the time tagging the things, then it does, it just ends up as a list of stuff. So I, I, I like doing that. I'm quite happy to tag things and, you know, and move things about and shuffle things and delete them. Um, but another thing that I do with Evernote is I store a lot of um, work that my children bring from school. Um, you know, I'll take pictures of the work, so I've got a permanent record of it because otherwise I'll be keeping billions of pieces of paper of their childhood. So then it, it sort of finds its way into the recycling, but I've got a, a lasting memory of it. Um, but they're sort of, you know, I could live without it probably, but I really like it. And, and Todoist and Evernote combined helped me a lot. Um, mm. So there you go. I probably didn't sell it to you, but that was my poultry attempt at doing it. Oh, did I? Oh, great. Oh, good. Mm. Yeah, marvellous. <laughs> great. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, and it collaborates. You know, you and I could, in the same way that you and I share Google Docs, we mm. could collaborate in Evernote Docs. I, I don't. I don't do that with anybody, but it could be a platform mm. that you and your business could use to keep in sync with each other and you know update each other's documents. And then the last uh. one on my list is a very little little heard of app called Pancake App. Now this is a self-hosted um, solution. So you purchase it, it's a one-time fee. I think it was $150. You stick it on your server, PHP script. I don't think it needs any other peculiar extensions in on your server, but essentially what, it, what I use it for is organizing the interactions between me and my clients. So it allows me to invoice, uh, it's linked with Stripe and PayPal, so I send out an invoice. They can pay online by clicking a button, but it'll also do proposals, so I can write my proposals. They, the client gets an email. They can click on the link in the email, and there's a depending on how good you are at CSS and HTML and all that kind of thing, you can make it look really nice, and I've just got it the way I quite like it. So my clients see the proposals. They can accept the proposals by clicking a button at the top. It then automatically creates invoices, and I can then send the invoices out. Uh, you can put all sorts of things in there, like um, you can have projects. So at the minute, I'm building a variety of websites. I've got a project which the client can see, and it lists all the little tasks that I think I need to do, and it kind of color codes them. So this one's this one's red. I haven't started it. This one's green. It's underway or finished. This one's amber, whatever. You, you, you can make all those tags up yourself. Um, and it's a it's a really brilliant suite. Oh, and support tickets. It'll do all that kind of stuff. So the people on my care plan get a password to create, and they can create support tickets. Um, and essentially, wow. I just tell my clients right from the outset, look, I'm not going to email you. If you email me, it's not going to get replied to. And, uh, you know, when whenever we want to interact, you're going to do it through this client portal. And it keeps everything all together. And you can upload. So, for example, I created um, a, a, an image for a, a banner ad the other day that the client quickly wanted and I just uploaded it into there and by uploading it and clicking save the client got an email saying there was something waiting for them with a little thumbnail of what it looked like and so on and just a great way of 
you know, I'm sure there are services like this. I think probably things like Teamwork and Basecamp, mm-hmm. they're monthly fees. I honestly don't need that because this Pancake app genuinely does everything I need. I'm not saying it was straightforward to work it out because the documentation's not great. But once you've mm. figured it out, I think mm. it's brilliant. So there you go. That's my fifth Yeah. One. So what did I have? MacBook, some sort of IDE, mm-hmm. Coda, Google, Suites, G Suite, Plus Active Inbox, Evernote, Todoist, some sort of to-do app, and then this Pancake app. Um, yeah, they're my five. But then we had, like, you're, you really got interesting here. We should probably do this quite briefly because we're on about 33, four minutes. <laughs> okay. But you, you then came up, go on, tell us, tell us what your yeah. other alternative five list was. Yeah, my alternative five was my for my traveling side. And I was just thinking of, uh, we had a long chat with uh, Paddy Mac Powell in the Beaver Builder Facebook group last time about traveling and stuff. So I was just thinking about him and the things that I needed when we was traveling or me and my wife need. So they were, this is not WordPress related at all. That's brilliant. So we though. found a, we found a little um, sort of element that we could put uh, that attaches to power that we could just drop into our cups and boil up water because while we're traveling around Asia, coffee is not important to them. But for me and my wife, it's absolutely essential. We're not home unless we've got a coffee. Yeah, so we do that. We also carry a glass around. We also have to carry a couple of bed sheets. We've learned this, uh, that we, uh, we must carry a couple of sort of reasonably thick bed sheets because we're, we're, we can be sleeping on airports, on buses, in dirty hotels and that kind of thing. So uh, that's an essential. Although we have kind of taken to five-star hotels quite a bit recently. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, There's yeah. no going back uh, to the bed sheet now. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We just keep, you know, going from one end to, uh, to the other. Uh, but we know we can always go to the five-star when it's just too much for us. So, but yeah. that's what we do. Uh, a four-way extension is with surge protection for our Asian travels, absolutely essential, with an adapter so we can go to the different countries. Yeah. So if we've got our four ways, all of our plugs still can work with it and we only have to have the one adapter do you have an english plug on most things then does the indian system look like the english system with like a three-prong plug it's 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 three-prong but it's rounded okay in in india so i've actually so my computer my laptop was it was bought over here it's got the round ones but i've got one that does both the sort of uk my four ways a uk and an indian one and then with my adapter i'm i'm sorted out for everywhere else right yeah. So there's that. There's my wife's Samsung because I don't go around with a phone. I'm different to you. Uh, but my wife carries a uh, Samsung Galaxy phone, which is absolutely essential for carrying all our travel documents and for taking photos and yep. all that stuff. Yeah. So c- couldn't be doing without the her phone. Do you not have a mobile her. at all then? <laughs> no. Ah, wow. You managed to resist. That's fascinating. I think you mm. are literally the only adult I know. Um <laughs> Is that is that a is that a conscious thing, or have you just never got one, or have you actually decided I'm never having one, or am I not really an adult? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, it's I, uh, I I've had them, uh, but I've not really had a smartphone of my own. I had to have them for work, but I I just hated having a phone. I just do the stuff on the computer and then I walk. On. I've said this I think before. I like to walk away from all the technology, so I hate things beeping at me. Do you know, but, uh, that is really clever. There are so many times where I look back on the day and I think, how much how much time have I spent on the phone not being, you know, just wasting time? And I think, I think I should, I'm not going to, 
but I think I, I could. It would benefit me to do exactly what you've done. Well done. I think that's really oh, smart. I, was, I want to start a revolution now. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who's never drunk Coke. Oh. It's a yeah, point, of, point of principle now. He won't drink it, even if even if it was offered <laughs> to him. He doesn't want to know what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll do my last one very quickly, which is my little tiny travel speakers. Now, these are cheap as chips, these uh, little plastic speakers that I got in Bangkok. No, sorry, in Chiang Mai. And they've been brilliant because they can because we're stuffing everything into two seven kilo bags plus our laptop to get around. And, uh, you know, these are great because the light, same as my mic. So that's that's my essential travel kit there. I think that's really fascinating because obviously this is um, pretending to be a WordPress podcast. And we haven't really mentioned WordPress a lot except right at the beginning. Um, but it's just lovely little window into your life, you know, what, what, <laughs> a little a little thing to heat up coffee. Um, some bed sheets, a four-way plug to make your electronic stuff work, a little phone, and a little travel speaker. That's fab. So I am now going to wrestle it back to WordPress just for a few minutes. I'm going to list the, the WordPress things, the five WordPress yeah. things that I... Now, caveats here. This list would change if you asked me seven minutes from now, but when I sat down and wrote it, this is what came out. Um, obviously, you've got WordPress, but that's a given. Mm. So mm -hmm. my next one would be a BB license, a Beaver Builder license, because that's now absolutely part of my workflow. Um, you know, I build everything pretty much with that now. Um, mm -hmm. Followed secondly by I have Pressmatic on my Mac. Now, it's recently been bought by Flywheel um, and it's now called Flywheel Local. And it's just like a desktop server. You press a button and uh, a, a, a Docker container is launched with WordPress already installed in it. And it allows you to essentially get um, a WordPress install done in a couple of clicks on your local machine. <clears throat> it's brilliant. It's really good. And apparently Flywheel are going to make it a little bit more good, but I don't know quite how or when. Um, mm -hmm. I need a plugin which allows me to do forms. And my weapon of choice at the minute is Gravity Forms. I am also playing with WP Forms and Caldera, but I think... I think just the momentum of Gravity Forms will probably keep me in that ecosystem for the foreseeable future. I think it's 50% renewal discount, so $199 mm -hmm. to buy the developer license, and then you know $100 thereafter. It seems like a, quite a good deal to me. Uh, I yep. use WP Types Toolset quite a lot. I, I, I confess I haven't used it a lot, but I am going to be using it a lot because I'm spending quite a lot of time learning. Uh, how it works and what it can do for me. So I think that at the minute would be in my bag. The reason for that is it, it kind of allows me to do things in WordPress that um, that I used to do with Drupal. Uh, and when I came to WordPress, I was really amazed by the things that I could could do in Drupal trivially, and I couldn't work out how to do in WordPress. And this suite of tools allowed me to do it. Although you made a very persuasive argument recent you know in just before we came on air about mm -hmm. using what was it called Facet WP for search and mm. um, ACF Pro fields uh, mm. it could be an interesting alternative. Maybe I'll look into it, that. And then finally... It could be. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more on that, I think. And then finally, um, some kind of security plugin. Now, I honestly, you know, uh, I'm not entirely sold on security plugins, but yesterday was fascinating because I have WordFence installed on a site and my server, as in my server was suddenly mm. getting hit about uh, 1,500 times a minute and WordFence spotted it. Um, it kind of throttled it. 
and it allowed me to block it and everything on my on my server came to a grinding halt and and word wordfence really did alert me to it very quickly and i was able to go in block the ip address and within two or three minutes all my sites had come back online so i think there's benefits to it um but some kind of security plugin i know everybody's got their own thing but you know you've got wordfence yeah. iTheme security the secure security is that how you pronounce it or sakori or mm. whatever it's mm. uh, you know all these different things i think they're quite useful and they will be going forward so that's my little wordpress list oh yes great do you know you know i probably really should put my phone in there as well i know that's not wordpress related but i'm just thinking my phone should have gone in my initial list so there we go i think we've wrapped it up yeah that's our tools (laughs) do you know what though we haven't yet again we haven't thought about these stupid english phrase Ah, well i actually i I said one earlier i just realized when i was saying it cheapest chips ah cheapest chips cheapest chips Mm. meaning um yeah chips are (laughs) cheap so it's yeah. as cheap as chips. It doesn't cost a lot of money. So yeah, your your plugin. It's as cheap as chips. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so stick that in the comments. And I found a fantastic piece of cheesy music this week. I'm so <laughs> pleased with it. <laughs> this time I decided to find it before we recorded, and uh, it should be fading in right now. But it is horrid. It's really <laughs> bad. <laughs> but enjoy. I love it. <laughs> enjoy so there we go i think number oh lord what is it number 12 episode 12 is 12 so i'm gonna say goodbye goodbye from nathan bye-bye from david bye see you later bye-bye